You are listening to the Movie Cheer Podcast. The best place for movie topics and blockbuster discussions. Welcome to Movie Cheer Town. Now everyone, it's time to spread a bit of movie cheer. Welcome to the Movie Cheer Podcast, the show for movie fans. I am your host AP, aka Mr. Movie Cheer. And on today's episode of the Movie Cheer Pod, I will be discussing the Thrawn movie. The upcoming big Star Wars Thrawn movie, which all the Star Wars Mandoverse TV shows are leading to. Um, I've spoke about this kind of like briefly on past shows and I thought let's do a dedicated episode to this upcoming Thrawn movie uh, and just do a big deep dive, big discussion into this, all the different story and character threads. Let's see what we can find out. Let's see what can be discussed with this film. So that will be today's headline topic, ladies and gents. But before we get to today's headline topic, I'd like to start off the show with a segment called What's Been on the Screen? What's been on the screen? What's been on the screen? What have I been watching over this past week, ladies and gents? Well, I'm going to start off with a movie from 1997. My, my favorite, one of my favorite eras of movies, the 90s, and a movie that I've watched very much. This is the first time watched for me for this movie, and it is Air Force One, starring Harrison Ford. Um, Harrison Ford plays the president in this movie. Gary Oldman plays the villain. You've got Glenn Close in there as well. A uh, really good cast of ca- uh, cast of actors in there. Uh, basically, let's let's talk about the premise of this movie. He plays the pre- president, and he is go. It starts off the movie. He's in Russia, and he's talking with the Russian president and the Russian people. And basically, they've captured some terrorist guy, and they put him behind bars. But then we see him then going on back onto his big uh, aircraft, Air Force One. And I will get back get to that in a second. And then basically the it gets infiltrated by these guys who are pretending to be camera people, like interviewers for this TV network. And it turns out they're actually terrorists from that um who want to free this person who's been kit who has been sort of uh, put into prison, this uh, army leader of like this some sort of terrorist group. And they then take over the plane, they take everyone hostage on Air Force One. There's hundreds of people on this plane as it's traveling. And basically, Harrison Ford, as the president, is the the hero of it. He's the guy who's trying to save the day, trying to save people, and trying to defeat the bad guys at the end of the day. Um, so, first of all, impressions of this movie. I, th- I thought it was a really solid movie, really solid. Um, I've got to be honest here. Two things I want to talk about be- before we really get into the movie. Man, Harrison Ford. This is a 19- 1997 movie. I'm looking at him. And I'm I'm thinking, look, he he has age, but he's not really aged that bad over what like twenty twenty for nearly twenty five years or so. He he looks pretty good for his age. This guy, he's and I don't think he's aged all that all that bad. I think 
I want to know what he's drinking each day. What's what's his? I mean, I want I want to live the Harrison Ford lifestyle. The guy and the guy has got the the best head of her going. Seriously, like even now, like a guy in his like probably his eighties. He he wasn't cursed like me with the bald head. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, that guy doesn't. I think he he looks great for his age now, and I, I really don't think I'm say this with all. Um, honesty, I, I don't think he's aged that much over 30 years. Um, he, he really does still look quite uh, quite good for his age. Um, other, the other thing I was thinking of watching this, I never knew what Earth Force 1 was, if I'm being quite honest. I've heard that term many times before, but I never knew it was like the, that was the president's play. And I, that, maybe that makes me sound really uh, stupid, but I just wasn't a fact that I knew, knew of. I just, I've heard that name, Air Force One. I, I never knew that was like the, the president's plane. Um, but we actually see it on this movie. It's like this, this plane that is huge. It's humongous. It's got like two layers to it. Uh, it's got like a command center. It's got offices, uh, all these like his staff members, all these like his chief of staff, all these different staff members for the pre- presidency are on this plane as well. His family's on the uh, obviously, they get taken hostage throughout this movie. His wife and his daughter. Um, it's got uh, like different areas of the plane, like um, just this crazy big plane. Basically, it's probably actually it's probably got, like three layers to it. Actually, this plane. Um, but it, I, I thought it just looked really cool. I think it was really uh, a good location for the plot of the movie. And you kind of like you get to know. It, it feels like you're watching this movie. And you kind of get to know the the plane and the the routes around the plane. I feel like if you got dropped into that plane, you kind of like have an idea where uh, where the where the you know where the terrorists are, where the all the uh, hostages are. I, I felt like the way they they filmed it, it was like you knew the map and the sort of like the routes around the plane. Kind of, it was, if if you know what I mean. If watching this, maybe you you kind of would understand that bit more. But it's um yeah, I, I thought it was a really solid '90s movie. Um. Like I said, one I'd never watched. There's absolutely there's a ton of um, Harrison Ford movies I've really not watched. Um, the Fugitive is another one uh, I, I've, I've not watched as of yet, and that's another one that I've been recommended a few times over. Um, so Air Force One, yeah, it's I think it's a really good, like it's got a lot of t- intense drama to it. You know, you you kind of thinking. I felt I thought early on you're thinking to yourself. Uh, who is actually the bad guy here? Is it is there more than one bad guy? I was kind of thinking: is is Glenn Close character? Is she a good guy, a bad guy? Is she going to turn on the president? Uh, you see later on in the movie, she is actually um, an ally of the president. Uh, but I felt like early on, you kind of like wasn't too sure who was like who was good, who was bad. And there's a few of the characters like that, and though you're kind of thinking, are they going to turn on him here? Because obviously there is people within his staff that let these terrorists onto the plane and they turn against him. I thought it was really good because the way they play it out is that, you know, the story is they think he's escaping this, in this shuttle early on in the movie, the terrorist. And then there's like this mystery person. They think it's some sort of like one of the president's bodyguards who's taken out all these terrorists around the plane. And then they find out it is actually the president. And it's it's kind of cool, you know, you got this Harrison Ford character who's, you know, this president, president figure, you kind of think someone who's like a politician who's maybe not as heroic as as violent uh, as like sort of like action type but he 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 goes in there he saves the day and he's not like it he's not like it built like an action star in this movie i wouldn't say but you can take a shot you can take a shoot people you can take down terrorists and he he does and i think it's really good um i feel gary oldman's character is good um 
it's, it's one of those where I I I feel like Gary Oldman is is an actor that I only knew for years from doing the Batman movies, but over time I've I've gradually seen him in, in other movies over the years, and and this is another one, and it is one where it, I think Gary Oldman he's like he's kind of like an actor where I'm I feel like a more of an appreciation over the more I see of his movies, kind of a bit like Travolta, where. I've just not really watched that much of his stuff yet, and the more I watch, I'm, I kind of appreciate him as a as a really good actor. And you realise he's been in a lot of movies, a lot of really big movies over the years. Yeah, so I, I thought he was, he was sold as as the as the villain in, in this movie, and yeah, I, I thought it was a good story. He kept you on the edge of your seat this film throughout, and I I would really highly recommend it. I think, like I said, it's got a solid cast and a really a good story. I, I think this really, for me, is is one of the best plane movies. <laughs> Recently, I've watched Connor. That's another one. Um, you know, I think this is this is leading to an episode further down the line of the best plane movies. You got your Connor. Uh, you've got trains, planes, and automobiles. Maybe uh, you can get this one in the. Why else could you have snakes on a plane? I'm sure there's a few plane movies um, I'm missing. What's the animated one? The Studio Ghibli one when it's like he's a is a pig. <laughs> this is is a is a pig that flies flies a plane. I can't I can't think of the title of it now. The the name escapes me. But yeah, there's some some great. I, I honestly feel like that is going to be an episode at some point. Maybe not this year. Maybe the next year. But we're going to do an episode on best plane movies. Movies set on a plane. But yeah, uh, Earth Force One definitely check out if you've not if you've not watched it before. I think uh, people in the community, if you if you like Harrison Ford, I think if you you like his movies, I think if you're a '90s movie fan, it's well worth checking out this one. Really, really a solid movie, definitely. Uh, what else have I been watching over this past week? Well, I've watched a trailer. Trailer alert, ladies and gents. Trailer alert. Uh, so there's a trailer that came out this past week for an A24 movie, and the movie is movie is called Iron Claw. Uh, now you all know that I am a big um, a big wrestling fan. If you're a regular watcher of the fa- the channel, love wrestling. Um, I've got probably some. I think I've got some wrestling figures behind me. I've got the the championship, the world, the big gold belt here behind me as well. Woo! <laughs> yeah! I, I always want to throw in, like, wrestling lights. <laughs> but, yeah, Iron Claw. This is a, a movie coming out on December 23rd. You know, this? I'm watching this trailer. It doesn't feel like a movie that is... is it's not a Christmas movie, I'll tell you that. And I don't think it's probably the best movie to release around Christmas time. This feels like a something you maybe release early on in the year or... In the summer, uh, so the Iron Claw, the trailer is great uh, for this movie. Basically, the story of this movie is the story. It's a true story, so it's not like the wrestler movie. It is a it is a true story based on real events. Uh, obviously, with these stories, you never know. Certain things get changed, but it is based around the Von Erich family. Now, the the Von Erich family were a, a very popular wrestling family through many years. Now, I'm not going to pretend and lie and say I know everything about the Von Erich family. Uh, for me, wrestling began very much like the uh, mid-90s, uh, late-90s, the Attitude Era, and moving forward, I've been a wrestling fan ever since. Uh, but really, you know, I, I, I've watched stuff from like the 80s and the 70s, and, you know, classic like NWA, the 
all like the territory stuff. I've watched some of that stuff, but I, I'm not going to say I'm a diehard and I've, I've, I know everything about wrestling history. I'd be lying if I did say that. Uh, but it follows the, the Von Eric family. And there was wrestling family, and there was loads of sons, and the father was involved in this Von Eric family as well. Uh, Von Eric wasn't the family, the real family name. It was chosen. I think the gimmick started out as some sort of like general, German general gimmick or something like that for the, like the fathers of it or something. I remember reading something or watching a bio video online. But then that gimmick was kind of dropped, but they kept the name, the Von Erich name. So it was a very, like, like a, I'd say, like, a, is it a German sounding name, I'd say? But they were all, it was an American family, American wrestling family. And basically, this is, the family is well known uh, for the Von Erich curse. It sounds like, it sounds like Halloween coming up, like I'm, I'm messing around. If you, if you, I think if you've never watched wrestling, you don't know anything about this, you kind of hear this and you think... It sounds a bit. It sounds a bit carnage. You know, it sounds like a wrestling thing. But yeah, the Von Eric curse basically very sad events. This is this is going to be a very, um, I think, a very sensitive movie, a very very dramatic movie, and you can see that in the trailer. And it very much gives away some of the trauma, the trauma that will come in this movie. But you know, basically, some of these guys in this Von Eric family, some of the brothers, um, sadly uh, committed suicide. They. Um, there was unfortunately, like, you know, just deaths in the family, some really bad, serious events that led to them events of, um, you know, suicide. And, and it, like I said, very ser- serious matters, serious tones to it, uh, this film. So, but for me, as a wrestling fan, I, I'm kind of very intrigued to watch this movie because I think it's going to be, I've, I've heard really good things about it, uh, it when it was getting filmed. Um, it's starring Zac Efron. He's playing one, I think he's playing Kerry Von Erich. Or Kevin, I might be Kevin Von Erich. Uh, you've got Jeremy Allen White, the guy who's in the Burr, the TV show. He is playing the Texas Tornado. I think that is, I think that is Kerry Von Erich. Uh, Texas Tornado was popular in like the WWF, um, but again, uh, he, he is he's one of those who who came to this this Von Erich curse that is is it has been put out there. It's been named as that over the years. That's the way people. Uh, use that terminology uh, with with this family and um, yeah so I I think it's going to be a very very sad movie and I think if you know if you're not into that sort of film I'll be honest I do avoid them sort of movies a lot of the time just because I kind of just like watching stuff that's a bit more lighthearted if I'm being honest but the wrestling fan in me wants to see this movie and I think it'll be great you've got MJF the uh, AEW World Heavyweight Champion he's playing one of the brothers as well uh, yeah, I'm 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 intrigued to see it. Like Zac Efron, he got absolutely jacked for this movie. Uh, it's the movie will be like set, I imagine, in like the 70s, 80s, spanning those uh, two eras, I imagine. And yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to seeing this. I I think the trailer looks good. It looks like a really solid movie. I think you can see again. There's a lot of drama in the trailer. Uh, I'd really encourage a lot of people to watch it, but I totally get as well why people wouldn't want to watch it with the serious tones and the you know the sensitive topics in the of this film as well. But, but um, like I said, it's one I'm definitely going to watch, and I thought the trailer was pretty pretty damn solid. Uh, so that's what's been on the screen for me this week. Let's move on to today's headline topic. The Movie Cheer Podcast presents. The headline topic for the episode. Remember to spread a head, bit head, of headline topic. Head, head, head. Head, head, head. 
So today's headline topic, the Thrawn movie deep dive discussion. That's what we're going to do here on the Movie Cheer pod today. And um, yeah, so let's let's get into it. So the Thrawn movie, Thrawn is obviously the character, the main villain has kind of been in this Ahsoka series recently. And I, I will say ahead, you know, if you've not maybe watched Ahsoka there's going to be some spoils in here, so I don't want to spoil the season finale or the season as a whole for people who've still not watched Ahsoka because it is still pretty fresh. Spoilers ahead in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. You've had your warning, ladies and gents. So, first of all, what can we expect from this movie, this Thrawn movie? And I will say, it might not even be called the Thrawn movie. This could be called anything at this point. We don't know what it's going to be called. Uh, Thrawn was a character from the books and then it went into the animated f- form of like the Rebels TV show and then the character is then went on to the live action form uh, played by Lars Mikkelsen who played the character in his animated form as well voiced the character there and then went on to play the role in the live action in the Ahsoka show uh, which I think is he's really brilliant in that role what I've seen of him so far we only got a, kind of like a small glimpse of that character really but uh, very good. Um, his intention is to revive the Empire and kind of like lead the Empire into a new uh, new dawn, a new future. Uh, he's coming from the other side of the galaxy, coming back. He's got like all these uh, zombie st- stormtroopers as well. He like revives with the Night Sisters. Uh, what can we expect from the movie though? So this is going to be, we don't know really as of yet as fans what the scheduling is. And I think a lot of it is probably i think this movie as a whole is going to be massively delayed with all the actors and writing strikes that we've had over the past year or so um but when can we expect it what can we expect beforehand uh, i think it's first of all it's going to be it's the mandoverse movie the throne movie it's gonna be sort of lifted from the outcomes the stories threads from the ahsoka and the mandalorian tv shows I think it's going to be a big finale for a lot of that, but it also could be a new beginning for a lot of them stories as well and for a lot of new characters. Um, I, I think you've got to play as that sort of like Mando movie, which a lot of us fans are expecting, like a Mando, Ahsoka, Thrawn type movie. Um, I think, though, you've got here Dave Filoni, who's been heavily involved in, obviously, the animated shows, Mandalorian, Ahsoka. He's the guy who created the character Ahsoka. He is the guy who's going to be directing this movie. I, f- I imagine he's probably writing the movie as well. So you've got, I think if you've got that love of the animated shows moving into the animated, uh, the live action TV shows, especially Mandal- Mandalorian and Ahsoka, I think it's going to be up your street. It's going to be your sort of jam. I think it's going to be classic Star Wars. I, I, I honestly think, I know that's a term that's probably thrown out around a lot, but I feel like it is going to be like a classic Star Wars movie we're going to get here, um, whether it's a movie or a trilogy, and I will get into that. But let's talk about cast inclusions. Who could be involved in this movie? So there's plenty of characters in this era that could be included. You've got Boba Fett. He could be there. He has featured in the Mandalorian show, and he's had his own TV show, and he's kind of at this point now a good guy, so he could be in there. Uh, you got Ahsoka, I, I'd be shocked that she's not in there, I mean, the, the ones who I think are definitely going to be in there are Ahsoka, uh, Din Djarin, the Mandalorian, Grogu, uh, Sabine Wren, 
I think she'll be in there. I think Ezra Bridger as well. Boba Fett, he could be a maybe. I, I, maybe he could be in there. I, I would like to see him in there. I think you have that connection to the original trilogy. Uh, as well, another one I think could be a maybe is Donald Glover's version of Lando Calrissian. I think that'd be a great inclusion in the. I, I, I think having Han Solo in the with the Alden Ehrenreich uh, actor in there as well, but maybe that won't happen. I think a Lando could be in there and a Boba Fett. I think they'd be sort of like cast inclusions we could get in this movie. Um, as well, you know, Luke Skywalker, Anakin Skywalker, they could be inclusions. I think Luke Skywalker, I, I actually think both of those characters will feature. I think. More prominently, you probably get Anakin, maybe. I think Luke would be a very small role in this movie because I think, due to the fact they're obviously doing the deep faking technology with it, with Luke, it's going to be hard to feature him throughout the whole movie at this point. I think the technology is just kind of just a bit behind at the moment, not right there yet. But I think if they feature him in small scenes and make it very impactful scenes, I think, I think it could work really well. And I think the inclusion of Luke Skywalker would be huge for fans even fans now still pop for that that moment of when Luke turns up I think it's great for fans I love it uh some may call it a cheap pop I personally I think it's great I think it's done well and I think I think so far it's been done really well in the TV show so I'm, I'm liking it um should this though be a trilogy this movie should it be a trilogy or a single movie uh, they've got they've announced that I mean they've announced countless movies over the years different different movies, different trilogies. They're going to do a new trilogy, I believe, with the character of Rey Skywalker, continuing from episode nine, would it be? So they're going to continue that story, a new uh, new like Jedi Order. They are doing, I think they're doing a new movie as well with that is set like thousands of years before, the beginning of The Force and all this. So that's another one. Should this be the start of a new trilogy um, or a single movie? I personally feel like at this point now, it would be better served for fans to just do, just go all in on one movie, one movie, and just maybe leave a bit of room to maybe have potential for a, a sequel. But I wouldn't announce it as a trilogy. I would just say, for now, we're working on this one movie. Put all the effort into this one movie. Don't. Don't even have the intentions to, you know, throw something in there, a story thread that could lead to something, but it, it wouldn't have to be. It could be just one movie on its own. I think that's the problem with a lot of filmmaking nowadays where they don't put it into one movie. It's kind of like setting up the expanded universe. I think just set the tone, set it as a great movie, like a Rogue One, uh, Force Awakens. Then movies for me, you can watch on their own. They work as a single uh, entity and they are great films and I think even with the, with all the Star Wars like the Empire Strikes Back um, sure the story threads in there that makes you want more but I think they work as great solo movies as well uh, New Hope as well for that matter but yeah I would personally I, I think there's they I think they'd be foolish not to do more of these movies if they work out well but I would play it and just work on one single movie for this time being because they could even do it were you've got the characters of like Ezra. Maybe they do a spin-off movie with him and Sabrine Wren. Or we get an Ahsoka movie further down the line. And it's not necessarily a Thrawn trilogy. So they could go different routes with expanding these characters into different movies. I think just give us a 
give us a three-hour Star Wars movie that is like an epic battle and just an epic classic Star Wars movie. I think fans would absolutely love it. Um, let's talk about now. I'm I'm skipping. I've got I've got all my notes. I've just you know question mark after question mark because there's so many different things I want to deep dive into on this episode. But um, which Skywalker should have the most screen time? I, I've mentioned this briefly. I think Luke Skywalker, because of the the fact that they're doing the deep fake technology, I think you've got to keep him to a minimum. But having Hayden Christensen in the as Force Ghost Anakin. He could feature a lot more in there. He could feature in flashbacks. He could feature in the world between worlds. He could feature as a force ghost. And we've seen it. They do a bit of de-aging on him, but he is basically acting in there himself, Hayden Christensen, as Anakin Skywalker, as we have seen in the Ahsoka show recently. And I I thought he was a great inclusion to that show. Again, very, very minimal uh, role in that role, you know, in that show. Not a ton of screen time, but the screen time he had worked really well and I think you know I think you've got to use him more as a force ghost in this movie communicating with I mean you could even have a, a him and Luke Skywalker communicating at, at some point or Luke Anakin and Ahsoka uh, I think that'd be really nice to see um, but I think having him as that mentor figure to Ahsoka in this movie when she's being confronted with this evil threat of Thrawn or trying to escape the planet of um, that she's on currently. Um, who knows here, but I, I do think Anakin Skywalker is a character you've got to feature more so out of them two Skywalkers. Um, but one thing I, I kind of got onto at the start of this, this is like, you know, w- when is this movie going to come out and what to expect? We still don't know, like talking about schedules, and I kind of like passed over this, but we've got Mandalorian and Ahsoka, Tons more of these TV shows at the moment, but they're the two main ones leading to this movie. We don't necessarily know whether we're going to get another season of Ahsoka and The Mandalorian before this movie is released. Um, I, I think, personally, I think like Mandalorian could take a little bit of a break now, really. I think the ending of that is something where you can give it a bit of a break time. Uh, Ahsoka, you work, you could work it two ways. You could, you know, do a big lead into another season, leading to her trying to get off that planet, and then coming across uh, Thrawn again, trying to stop him. But then you think, isn't that the point of this movie? That that would be a great plot for the movie. You know, she's having to get off this planet, she's stuck on, and then you know they come together, they get this group of you know um, protagonists who try and take on Thrawn. I, I think. I think I think you see it now with the Marvel stuff where taking a break sometimes really benefits the the universe and the the storytelling. And maybe it would benefit that, you know, having no more seasons of both of them shows beforehand and then just, you know, focusing fully on getting this movie put together. Um I, I think that would actually be the best route personally, rather than doing extra seasons of Ahsoka and Mandalorian. Just go for it. Go for I think if any of them if they're going to feature Boba Fett, do another season of Book of Boba, the Book of Boba Fett and kind of just make that character more of what the fans want. Maybe just a bit more of a, a like a like an anti-hero character, a bit more of a badass, really. And then you get him in that movie where he's a bit more, he's got a bit more of an edge that he kind of lost in that show, really. That would be my one show that I would like to kind of be, see adjusted 
and that character be adjusted before the movie if he was to feature in the movie. Um, let's talk about now, is Thrawn the right movie villain for this movie? You know, he's, a, he's this general character. He's not kind of like a character you can see fighting people. I think he's more of a, a guy who, who gives the commands, this character. So is there going to be another uh, character in this movie that is like the main antagonist? I think Morgan Ellsworth, I think that character, even though she met her doom in the Ahsoka show, we've seen people rise from the dead. I think she could definitely feature and she would be a great villain. But could we see more? Could we see the use of the world between worlds? Or could we see him just reviving dead bodies in this movie? Could you know? Could he go like? Could he? Well, I, let's argue. He, uh, could maybe could he revive the likes of Darth Maul? I don't know. Did he? Did his body get sort of like burnt and his ashes with? So it'd be ashes. So I can't. So I've not seen the ending of the um, the Clone Wars. So I don't know what happened to his body in the end. But I suppose there's two ways. If he, maybe he gets access to the world between worlds, and then do I say it? Do you get a Darth Maul, a Darth Vader in the to really get pulling fans? You know that would be a big pull for fans if they, if especially fans who watch the the original trilogy and the 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 prequels. I think either the inclusion of Darth Vader or Darth Maul. Imagine you throw one of them in the trailer. That would that would mean box office big money, and that would be. I think that would be the reason why. I think I no. I think Dave, Dave Filoni is a guy who he wants to do it storytelling wise, but I think he's also a smart man, and I think he realizes as well at the same time. Star Wars is a big business, and he realizes the inclusion of them two characters would be hugely profitable because people would be, you know, if they seen or heard of them characters in a trailer. Fans are going to flock to the cinemas. Um, I'm not sure this like Ray Skywalker movie. People are going to be flocking to the cinemas. I think people will go, but I don't think if if you include a Darth Vader in there or Darth Maul, people are find it more appealing and more exciting. Ray Skywalker is not. I I person my my personal opinion, honest opinion. I don't think the character is bad. I don't. Honestly, though, feel like there's much appeal to the character, though, at the same time. <laughs> Whereas, like, them classic Star Wars characters... Like, for me now, the characters like Ahsoka, um, Mandalorian, they are exciting characters and they're intriguing. But even them, they are not big-name characters. Um, but you throw Darth Vader in there, it's like, boom! It's big money, big money straight away. A lot of people go into the cinemas and more of an audience to see the film. Um, so... I do think Vader has been a character that has been used a lot, especially recently. I would like to see Darth Maul again on the big screen. We got that teaser in the Han Solo movie and nothing's came to be, but maybe they're saving him for the Lando movie, the Lando TV show. Maybe that's where we get him, but I don't know. There's definitely room here. I feel like you need, you've got Thrawn as the big villain, Morgan Ellsworth, and maybe, like I said, you throw in like a, a Darth Vader or a, a Darth Maul. I'd, I'd love to say. I've actually, like I said, Darth Maul would be the one I'd love to see. Personally, I think it'd be great to see that character again on live action form and being a big part of the movie as well. I think it'd be great to see. Uh, I, I, I feel like, I feel like Dave Filoni will give the fans what they want, and I think I don't think he's going to disappoint fans because I don't think he has so far. I think for me, the stuff I've been watching from him has been great. It's been solid. Like I said, it hasn't been perfect. The Boba Fett show wasn't perfect, but 
Um, you know, not everything's a home run. Sometimes it needs tweaking. Sometimes you need to just, you know, retune a few things to get the right um, perfection. And especially that comes with movie making as well. But yeah, um, will will there be any sacrifices in this movie? I, I think, I mean, you could look at like a Sabine Wren, a Soka, even a Mando, a Mandalorian, you know, Din Djarin, maybe he, he's a sacrifice. Do you put a sacrifice in here? Or do you all the good guys survive and Thrawn is brought to his knees and, you know, sentenced to like prison or is he just, is he sacrificed? I, I think it would be... Thinking about this, because because it's Dave Filoni's child, his, his his project, does he does he kill the character that he loves and he created, Ahsoka? It could happen. I I think if anyone's going to make the call, it's going to be him on that character. Maybe he has a kind of a perfect ending plan for that character. You know, I think any filmmaker, any storyteller, has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And maybe he actually has he has an end for Ahsoka. Maybe he's thinking, you know what, I I want to have a a beginning, a middle, and ending for this character I created. Could she, that character, Ahsoka, be the sacrifice in this movie? Could she be killed by Thrawn? Maybe earlier on in the movie, or maybe later on in the movie, she is a sacrifice, and then that's what, what sort of brings all the other heroes together to take him down. Maybe, maybe, I could I could see that. I really could. I, I could see that. I, I suppose it depends on his attachments to the character, and, and if they've got actually more movies more tv shows planned out for this character in the future uh, i think it'd be great to have some sort of sacrifice in there with one of the characters though but yeah um is this what star wars needs am i excited overall though i i think this is exactly what star wars needs i think it needs it more than what they're doing with the this new republic well the with the new republic movie with ray skywalker and even the movie that's set thousands of years before uh, the guy who did the Logan movie, he's doing that, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Is it James something? I can't think. Um, I think this is exactly what Star Wars needs. I think, personally, I think Star Wars is in a great place now. And this is kind of like the the cherry on top. It's given us this big movie. And I, when I say it's what Star Wars needs, I think it's what Star Wars needs on the movie front. Because they've got it nailed on the TV show front. They're doing great. The animated shows are perfect. The uh, live-action TV shows are really good. They need to now get it fixed on the movie front. Because you look at Marvel. Marvel at this moment in time, they're kind of in this transitional period. They've gone on from Endgame, which was a superb movie. But it's kind of like dipped. I think that a lot of fans have kind of dropped off. And they're not massively happy with uh, everything that they've been They've been putting out recently. I think for Star Wars, I feel like fans are behind this 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 uh, current incarnation of Star Wars, the the TV shows, the and I think it was the thing with Star Wars. The movies were at fault for you for years. You know, the, not a lot of people liked the the sequel trilogy as much. It wasn't beloved by fans, and I can understand why fans didn't like it, but. This is what it needs. I think if they do it right, they play it right, and they go on the same course that they are on right now, Dave Filoni's behind it, I think it'll be a great movie. And I think it'll be a great one for fans. And I hope it is a success. I hope it is, like I said, I think they've got to make them inclusions, certain things, and make it appealing to the mass audiences. Because at this moment in time, I think the Ahsoka show, the, you know, some of them sh shows, I, maybe they're a bit niche down, you know, because of the Rebels characters being in the maybe the niche and you know presenting that to a larger audience at a cinema 
you've got to think what can we get to get more of them audiences the bigger audience in but i think it is i think if it's a success i think it'll be great for star wars they can really kick off more stories in this era do some more movies ezra bridger sabine wren uh you know balen skull is another character i didn't really mention in this but you know will he feature do you recast that character i personally would not recast it i would keep the character and just do some deep faking maybe if you got permission from the family keep him in there ray stevenson because i thought he was great and just have him feature very minimally in the movie but have him so, sort of setting up something in the movie and um, well there's so many things i i'm sure i've missed out loads of stuff as well that i could have discussed on this episode but let me know all your thoughts on this discussion and what you would like to see and some answers some questions you'd like to throw in there to the mix as well uh, but that's the end of today's headline topic ladies and gents let's move on with the rest of the show Case covers take on other case covers. Can you handle that? Case cover collision. Case cover collision. Case cover collision. Each and every week, I choose a different movie and look at the different case covers for that movie and put them up against each other to find out which one is the best on case cover collision. Now, this week on the show, I'm going to discuss the movie <laughs> and look at the case covers of the movie Barbie. Um, the Barbie movie, the live action Barbie movie. I've not watched this movie as of yet. Now, I'm not knocking this movie because I've heard so many great things about this film. I've kind of read the synopsis, so I kind of get it. It's kind of like a Barbie goes to the real world, uh, kind of like a bit of like a Truman Show-esque uh, film type thing. I, I, that's what I believe, like a, that's what I gather from the, the what I've heard about this movie. I am going to watch it at some point. Uh, I'm not the biggest Margot Robbie fan, I'll be honest with you. I think she's a, obviously she's a very talented actress, but I've just n never really took to her movies that the way other people do. Um, that maybe that's the reason why I've not watched it yet. But I, yeah, I look. I didn't play with Barbies when I was a kid. I was an action man guy, uh, a wrestling fan, wrestling figures guy. But I know Barbie was hugely popular and still to this day is, is very popular. And I know this movie is beloved by uh, all audiences. So that is one I'm definitely going to be checking out at some point. I'm not dismissing Barbie. I'm definitely going to watch it. I'm I'm interested to watch this film. But let's get to the case covers. Um, so there's a few cases. I think I've got five case covers today. Let's see. We've got, yeah, five different case covers for this movie. Let's get into it. So first of all, we are looking at the HMV exclusive case cover for the Barbie movie. And this is, I don't know if it's a steel book. No, it's just a HMV exclusive. So it's not a, um, that's weird as well. It's a DVD exclusive by the looks of it. Yeah, a DVD exclusive. That is very weird that they've not done like a, a 4k steelbook that is very very odd i've never that's that's rude you get that i suppose but hey it's happened that's cool I, i'm i'm happy they're doing dvd exclusives that's pretty cool so uh this one features very bright cover you know you're expecting barbies to be bright pink very bright colors and this is exactly what you're getting here um so we've got here the barbie cover it's the back like a, a mid shot of the back of Margot Robbie as Barbie looking into a, a love, love shaped heart mirror. And then she's winking in the mirror and you see the face obviously, but it's the back of her head uh, and she's winking in very, you know, smiley, very happy. And then underneath that, you've got the logo, the Barbie logo. I imagine that's like a classic Barbie logo that the, in the white 
uh, white text, white text color, and it's got a pink sort of outline around it. And then you've got different texts around. You've got right, Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling on the, over, above that in a small white text. And then above the image were, it is her of winking into the mirror. It says, she's everything, he's just Ken. <laughs> and then it's surrounded by a, a blue, like a sky background, a bright blue sky with some clouds there, some very light clouds, but very bright again, bright cover. And I look at this and it just looks like, you know, what you would expect of a Barbie, live action Barbie movie. Very bright. You kind of don't get anything from it. You don't know what the movie's going to be about, but you know, it's a Barbie movie. Uh, it's live action Barbie, basically. Yeah, so it works. This cover, I think it works for what Barbie is. Uh, let's talk about the next cover now. So we got the Blu-ray, standard Blu-ray cover. This is, and it is for the DVD as well. And, you know, a very different cover this time. So Barbie is in the, we'll call it the Barbie Mobile. And it's uh, she's driving this Barbie car, this pink Barbie car. Uh, similar background again, the, the blue sky. And then you've got the same logo of Barbie, that white and pink color. Uh, it's different placement this time. It's actually above but behind both Barbie and Ken. So Ryan Gosling's Ken is in the car. He's admiring Barbie sitting behind her. She's just smiling, looking into the camera. Uh, she's driving the car. And then you've got that Barbie text behind her. Uh, this blue background, and again, the same... Same font, same text uh, again above. You've got Margot Robbie to the left, Ryan Gosling, the name there. And then again, that, that tagline of she's everything, he's just Ken uh, above that. So this one is, I think I think this one is works a bit better, I think. I think especially you see the character of Ken in there as well. You see there's more than one character. Um, I, I Don't get me wrong, I don't think either of these covers do anything especially different. But I think personally, on the eye, I think this one is a bit of a better cover. I like the inclusion of the Barbie car as well, which is obviously like a toy car she's, she's driving. And I don't know if this car goes into the real world or she just uses that in Barbie world. Uh, but yeah, I think so far the Blu-ray, standard Blu-ray, is winning through on case cover collision. Uh, now let's move to the, this is the uh, Bl Barbie Blu-ray Steelbook. And this is... Again, a very different cover again. This one reminds me of like a toy, uh, like a toy case, like a case of a toy, like an outside case. So it got, it's got like this like very different background. So it's a, it's like a pink sort of, it looks like a pink plasticky background or like a some sort of like a, a wall texture. And it's like a very dark pinky color. And then you've got like a sticker on, like a sticker of Barbie, Margot Robbie's Barbie in this like black and white top. Uh, she's smiling. She looks like maybe she's on a beach. She's on like this glittery surface, and then you got the Barbie text underneath. But it's you know it's as this sticker form that's sticked on this wall, and then you see all the little stickers on this wall as well. It says and there's another sticker for Barbie Land, and then there's some stars above that. And I, I like this because it's a bit different. I think it's a bit of a different type of cover. I like the the fact they've done it like stickers because I imagine with the toys. Back in the day, you probably would have had maybe like little accessories like stickers and stuff like that. And probably you could have bought stickers for these type of toys back in the day and probably even now as well. So I really like that. It's like, it's maybe it's like a toy box. That's like the toy box and they're sticking the, the Barbie stickers on the toy box as well. Maybe maybe that's a part of the, the movie. But yeah, I really I really like this cover. I think it's it's nice. I think it's, I think that the whole pink cover works better than the blue sky background. I think it works for this movie. You see it straight away and it's like, yes, 
this is even more Barbie-ish than the other Barbie covers. So yeah, I like this one. I think it works. I think it's the best one so far. Uh, next, we move to a very like disco-infused era. <laughs> oh, infused covers. Um, sorry. So we got uh, this is the Barbie 4K. And this is the, um, it's not a steelbook, it's just a standard 4K for the Barbie movie. And let's have a look at it. So this is, you've got a very, so it's a very glittery cover, pink and glitter background. And then there's a big B that covers the whole, whole cover here. And it's in like a, a, a white color, but it's that sort of same styling of the Barbie letters, but it's just a B. There's no text saying Barbie, no logo for Barbie this time. But then you've got Ryan Gosling's Ken and Margot Robbie's Barbie sitting on the letter B. He's like slouching on the, the bottom half of it and she's at the top bit sitting on it. And it's got like this glittery disco feel to this, this cover. Uh, to the left of the screen, you've got Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling's name in this white text. And that's that's pretty much it. You don't see the Barbie lettering anywhere, like I said. It's a very different cover than the other ones, but it works for this movie, I think. And um, is it the best, though? I think it's a very different... It's different, and I think different is always good. But for me, I think the uh, standard... Uh, sorry, the Blu-ray Steelbook so far is my favourite. I love the stickers, and I love that it's like on this background, this texture, and I think the pink all around works well. So uh, I do like this cover. I think it's one of the better ones, but for me, it's not the winning cover so far. Uh, next, we go to the final cover here, and this is the uh, 4K Steelbook for Barbie. Now, this one is kind of like in between what I liked with the pink cover. Uh, it is it infuses both of the, the first cover. It's got the blue sky background, and it's got the same sticker from that pink uh, Blu-ray cover that I really liked. And it's just the sticker of Barbie, uh, a slightly different, I think it's a different font for the Barbie. It's like a white, just all white, no pink background. But this Barbie sticker just in the sky here for this uh, 4K steelbook. It's not like st stuck on a surface though, this one. So it's just like a very, very basic, very generic cover. Like I said, sky background, the Barbie text on the sticker over Margot Robbie's Barbie. And she's just smiling in the... Uh, I, I like the sticker, but I just think... It works better when it, it's on the background for that, that other cover that I really enjoyed. Uh, it's Again, it's a bright cover, but again, it just doesn't do all that much. I think the car one, it works better than this one as well. Um, so, they are all the covers. Which one is the winner? It is, for me, the Barbie Blu-ray Steelbook. I think it works really well. I love the pink. I think it really um, sort of t tells you what Barbie is. You know, it's Barbie's, you know... I always think the color Barbie pink, you know, it's it's a color they use in all the fonts. I think it works well with this movie. I love the stickers on it because it reminds me of like a toy box and you've got all these Barbie stickers as well. I think it's really cool. So the winner is the Barbie Blu-ray Steelbook and that is today's winner on Case Cover Collision. Now let's move on to the next segment of today's show, the Amazon Top 10. The Amazon Top 10 is approaching... Prepare yourself. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The Amazon Top 10 has arrived. 
the Amazon Top 10. Every week I give you the Amazon Top 10 for Amazon.co.uk, the best sellers list for DVDs, Blu-rays, and 4K sales. Let's look at the top 10 for this week, ladies and gents. So we start off with at number 10, we have the Equalizer Free on DVD. One I will be checking out soon for sure. As a number 10, we have number 9, we have the Blu-ray of Transformers Rise of the Beast. Uh, number 8, we have Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. At uh, number 7, we have the Super Mario Brothers movie on DVD. That was number 1 a few weeks back, and it's now at number 7. That's how, that's how quick movies change when movies come out. Uh, number 6, we have the Barbie movie on DVD, that cover with the car, Barbie and Ken in the car. Number 5, we have the Blu-ray of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And number four, we have Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 again. So the first one was the Blu-ray, this one's a DVD at number four. Uh, and number three, we have The Meg 2, The Trench on DVD. And number two, we have Transformers Rise of the Beast on DVD. And at number one, we have, celebrating its 50th anniversary this year, The Exorcist 50th Anniversary Deluxe Edition. Um, this big box set of the Exorcist movie. I, I, I think that's a 4K set, I'm pretty sure. That is it's currently £70 on Amazon. So it's a very expensive set, that, but I imagine a lot of people will be getting that. Your horror fans who, who love The Exorcist. Um, that's at number one. And that is the Amazon Top 10 for this week, ladies and gents. Now let's move on to the final segment of today's show. Um, I didn't prepare any comments for this week. Um, normally I get some comments, but I, I, I didn't get around to getting some comments uh, stupidly. I, I My planning wasn't all, to, all on course today. But we have got some not-so-worthy blockbuster housekeeping to get through, as always. A little chit-chat, as always, as well. So, uh, first of all, I, I will just say I alluded to it last week kind of a bit, but I, I basically, I, I will just say I don't really talk about it too much Um my private life on here, I kind of keep it very separate. But I will say, I've I basically, this past week, I got made redundant from my, my day job. Um, I worked there for several years, and now I'm, I'm unemployed currently. But I'm looking for work, but it gives me a bit more free time to, you know, put some effort into the podcast. A bit more, more effort is a proper word in. Um, but I do, I, a few people sent me some messages in the community, and I really appreciate that, and thank you very much for that. And... Yeah, look, I, I, I'm, I'm not upset about things. I, I'm very, very much an optimistic, positive person, and I always feel like these things are, are meant to be. And I always think, I also think, feel like for me personally, it's like a, a, a new chapter for me, a springboard to give me a bit more of a boost and to do new things. And it, I think it also gives me a boost. I, the way I mention it on why, why I mention it on here is because it, I think it gives me a boost to do more with the podcast because it makes me kind of realize like you know jobs come and go but this is something a passion that I really enjoy and that I want to always continue to do and I think over the past few months I think we've, we're a lot with, with with work things and work being at times stressful uh it has been cases where I've not been able to do the show I've delayed the show and I've just you know that's been a big factor into sometimes why the show is delayed and stuff like that and I I like I, I don't really like missing shows. If I'm being honest, I like, I like doing. It. I enjoy it. I, I enjoy the discussion and discussion with the community. But like I said, for me, it's a new platform, a new, uh, you know, a new chapter for me personally uh, on my life outside doing a podcast. And I'm excited and I'm really optimistic. So I will be doing more of this. And I, I think 
yeah, I think it's a really cool platform, new exciting start for me personally. And I think you're going to see more of that energy in the podcast and the videos and the content on the channel as well. Um, what else is going on? Well, next Saturday, I'm actually going to uh, Liverpool Comic Con and I'm, I'm thinking about repping. If you're watching the video version here, the comp, the Movie Cheer Podcast T-shirt, uh, repping this. Uh, I, I will say, you know, I, I know there's people in the community who are all over the place, uh, countries. I mean, what I mean is, like, they're in different countries, different places in the UK. Uh, if you are at Liverpool Comic Con next week, give me. If you see me there, do not be afraid to come and say hello. I'm just going to be walking around, um, looking at comics, looking at different movie stuff there and probably meeting guests and stuff like that. It'd be fun to meet some wrestlers if there's, I think Mick Foley's there, maybe meet him. But yeah, if you see me there, give me a high five, say hello. It's always nice to meet people in the community and just chat about movies as always. I enjoy it. Uh, don't be afraid to say hello and introduce yourself. So if you do, give me a shout. Um, and what else have we got talking? Uh, like I said, Halloween show. I think I might have mentioned it past last week. Looking at the weekend of the 28th of... October for the Halloween show. I don't know if the ghoulish mean cheer will be presenting that show or it will be me. Uh, it depends. <laughs> it depends. I've not seen him for a while, mean cheer. Uh, if he turns up for the Halloween special, I will uh, obviously inform you all in advance because that guy's scurry. Uh, but yeah, I, it's going to be a, a little fun sign off to the moment. Then we're getting into nearly Christmas period. Um, I'm sure that, that'll be great in that November, December. God, this year is flying by. Absolutely flying by. But it's been a great show. But anyway, that's it for Not So Worthy Blockbuster Housekeeping for this week. And yeah, another show over and done with. If you enjoyed this episode today, please do give it a like and subscribe to the channel. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, if you listen to a podcast app of your choice, please do subscribe to the app and leave a five-star review and send me a link to the review because I will read it out on the show. Only if it's a good review, though. If it's a bad one, it's, it's going in the bin. Um, but yeah, let me know. And let me know what your thoughts on today's topics. Um, Star Wars, the Thrawn movie. What are your thoughts? Uh, did I miss out some topics there? I feel like Bale and Skull I could have deep dived into a bit more, if I'm being honest. I'm gutted I didn't put it out in my notes prior to doing this episode. I should have. Uh, I think initially had a, a load to speak about on him, but I, I, can't, I don't know how I missed out on really deep diving into that character and Shinhati. Uh, but if throwing some of your, what do you think of this Thrawn movie? Are you, are you excited for it as a Star Wars fan? I know some fans are kind of like not into it because they don't know the characters. I get it. Uh, what are your thoughts on this movie as a whole, the direction? What would you like to see? Is this the movie that Star Wars needs? Um, let me know. <laughs> is, is, is the Thrawn movie uh, the only hope for Star Wars? That should be the tagline for this episode. Um let me know your thoughts. And let me know your thoughts on the Barbie movie cover. What one was your favorite case cover on the show? Uh, what did you think of Earth Force 1? Are you a fan of that movie? Do you think I'm right in saying Harrison Ford has not aged in the past 25 years? <laughs> let me know all your thoughts. Thank you very much for watching, ladies and gents. Remember to spread a bit of movie cheer. And as always, I will see you next time.